What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. A little depressing one tonight. Um, you know, obviously, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so if you're out celebrating and watching that, you know, be safe. But uh, for us, on this side of things, we get our first back-to-back losses, so we haven't had that um, this year. A little surprising when I kind of heard that. Just Not that we've been dropping a ton of games, but, uh, you know, that that's pretty impressive, at least so far to this season, that we've been able to bounce back. A um, little bit of a spoiler, we probably shouldn't have had our first one this week. We probably should have been able to bounce back. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that first, I think, just because it's right here on the top. It's whatever going around social media. It's, you know, it's pretty much everywhere right now across all major uh, sporting outlets. So let's just kind of start right there at the end. Um, Duke's at Virginia. There's, I think, 23 or 22 seconds left. We get the rebound. We're coming up the floor with the chance to either – you know, take the last shot to win the game, miss and go to overtime. Um, it, it's tied at 58 with 1.2 seconds left. We're inbounding the ball. And I think that's just where things just completely fall apart, pretty much. Um, so many kind of moving parts here. So let's start at the beginning, I guess. First off, the clock starts before Flip even touches the ball. So if you notice that, as soon as Proctor inbounds, as soon as the ball bounces on the floor, the clock starts. That's that's point one point two right there. So the first knock on the on the clock starts there. Um, Flip gets it on a cut, gets a wide open rim, uh, makes a strong play, goes up for the dunk. They call a foul with point two left. They go and review it. They come back and say that that's after the after the whistle. So we end up going to overtime. Virginia kind of takes care of business there, and they end up winning by seven. The call, though, at the end of the game is what's got everyone kind of riled up here. So let's start there. Shu, I'll go to you first. Point two, they make that call. Well, what's kind of going on for you there? Well, I guess if I'm talking about what happened after they made the announcement that they're, you know, reversing the call. You know, when they made the call initially, I'm thinking, okay, perfect. Flip's going to the line with with two shots. All he's got to do is hit one. Uh, game over. We're walking out of here. You know, a top 10 win. Uh, on the road at, at that to our best win of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's something that I've seen. And I've I got to stop arguing with Virginia fans and just random people on Facebook and other social media outlets for about this stuff. But a lot of the pushback has been, well, you know, Duke gets all the calls or, you know, this one was, you know, a call that, that the refs just missed, which is fine if you want to say that. Like, I don't really care if that's where you're coming from. Um, if they would have not blown the whistle at all, I would have been okay with that. Exactly. But the fact that you do call it, and once you call it, then you can't go back and then overturn that. One, just from, you know, you just can't really do that philosophically, right? But then two, like according to the rule book, I'm pretty sure you physically can't do it. Um, and right. that's what's what's created this whole dynamic here. Uh, so I think the rules are stating that once the player is in the air and the ball's left his hand, even if the clock does go off, there's continuation. So it's through that play. So it would have meant that even if the clock had went off, we the foul still should have stood and Filipowski should have went to the line shooting two. Um, however, they tried to say that the foul occurred after uh, the clock had went off. Well, if you're going to do that, there's 
also, like we said, this isn't the NBA. Fouls aren't really reviewable in college to begin with. So if you're looking just at the clock, I don't understand how then you can go back and overturn that call. Um, Shire was obviously pretty kind of confused and was seeking some clarity in his press conference as well. Um, just unfortunate, you know, and we, we'll back up a little bit after this to talk about it. But, you know, the ACC releases an official statement saying that the call was was wrong. It should not have been overturned. Um, you know, daylight dollar short, you know, to me, it's okay. Unless you're going to put Filipowski at the line with point two and allow him to shoot two free throws, then I don't care because we just got kind of shafted on what would have been a huge, huge road win for us. Um, and could have been, you know, a, a, defi- bump. a, a, a huge seed bump, right? I mean, you win yeah. that game, you're sitting on that four or five line comfortably, like pretty comfortably. Without it, we're probably what somewhere around that, like seven to nine. Yep. Range, maybe even on the eight, nine line. Um, just, just tough, tough way to, tough way to go out right there, especially after the league comes in and then announces that, you know, the, the call got botched. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to kind of rant too hard onto that. Um, I don't think there's too much more left to say other than that it was pretty egregious. I've never seen kind of the unification of just, I've had Carolina fans texting me and just like, Hey man, what's up with flip first? He gets throat punched against Virginia tech. And now over here against Virginia, um, that kid's not going to want to go up North to play anymore yeah. after that. Virginia's but, for lovers, but it ain't for Filipowski apparently. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, man. Um, and, what I think for me, what I really hated about it is that Flip had a, just a terrible game. I'm just going to go ahead and call it a spade a spade. Um, probably his worst game by far at by Duke. Far. Uh, and he has a chance there to redeem it. You know, he has a chance there to – he gets those two free throws who walk out of there for a win. No one cares that he goes over six. No one cares that he has five turnovers. Um, and I, I know no some people were mind. saying, I know some people were saying, well, with the way he's playing, he's not going to make the free throws anyway. I don't buy that. We've seen him in the end of games, uh, what, twice now, essentially win games for us on free throws. He's a 78% free throw shooter. In my mind, he, I have no doubt he's making the first. He's, making, it's over. Yeah, he's making one at least. There's, yeah. and, and like you said earlier, if they would have called that, gave us the free throws and flip misses both of them, we go to overtime and still lose, I don't have a problem. You know, yeah, the fact that, that it's just not just our did, night, you know? Yeah, we just didn't even get that chance. We were, we were essentially robbed of that chance. Um, no. The other thing that really bothers me is because – that play, that was what a perfect out of bounds play. Um, I know that it actually, from what I've been reading on the boards, you know, the, the design was for, for Roach and for Whitehead one and two, uh, and Flip just kind of improvised and saw an open spot and made that cut. Um, you know, but when you look back at it, when you've got a game winning shot, I want people to go to the rim, go to the rim hard, get fouled, dunk it one or the other. Um, obviously he got fouled and, you know, and then, it is what it is from there, but you couldn't have drawn up a better a better play for that that final possession. Yeah, it played out so smoothly that I thought it was you know a drawn up play. In fact, mm-hmm. I mean, I can kind of see what you're saying because right before that, um, you know, it was knocked out of bounds out of Whitehead's hands. Yep. So it did seem like the initial play was trying to go to Whitehead, but then the next play, it really looked like an out of bounds play for Flip. I'm surprised to hear it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was a, a little directional thing because they were trying to get right. Flip and Roach there at the top of the key and, and, you know, Flip setting a screen, but then he rolled, you know, came back on it. And, that, and you know, look, there's UVA fans that are putting a stopwatch, you know, up to Proctor's five five seconds. They're saying it was a 5.15 seconds, you know, but refs aren't, 
obviously they're not pull, pulling out a stopwatch, you know, so I don't want to hear that mess. Um, it was just a botch, you know, botch play all around. And you, we don't have the hard count from the ref too, right? So like right. if you play basketball and there, it doesn't, there's not just some, you know, mechanical clock in the sky that as soon as it touches your hands, it goes, right? right. The ref yep. hands you the ball and you'll see him start to do his one. Right. Two. You can see his hard counts, right? And the player, you can hear that if you're right there too. That's why they do it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking at that, but whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's frustrating, man. It really is. I hate it for, for flip there at the end. Um, you could kind of see it, you know, it was all, I mean, he was pretty, he wanted that moment. Um, I hate it for Grandison, who's kind of had an up and down and dude just hits us money Monster shot in that three. corner. I mean, yeah. to even give us a shot. He was great um, all game. He yeah. was shout outs to shout outs to Jake too. Just coming in 31 minutes, you know, he's, he's been up and down minutes have been up and down comes in and just gives us some just huge production, just great production. Him and young have like a synchronicity really with each yeah. other. Um, you know, they play some great bas- basketball together, but you know, it ended up not, not working out for us. We go to did, overtime and just kind of get kind of forward a little bit there. Um, did you guys want to, I don't know if, you know, something you've, dabbled into but the the head official uh lee cassell um i think adam Rowe, our own adam Rowe, dug up a tweet from you know 10 years ago it was february 5th of 2012 where he had tweeted um uh, somebody had tweeted something about the hurricanes and he put the the winking emoji and uh quoted down go the dookies um you know coincidence whatever i looked it up that was actually a a game um that we lost in overtime in Cameron to Miami, that was the Reggie. Reggie Johnson was that the dude, the big dude. Mm, yeah. He had like twenty seven on us. We couldn't stop him. Um, but to have an ACC official, you know, I, for one, I don't know why he has a Twitter account and has stuff like that up. Um, that it it was up for ten years. And it mysteriously got taken down um, huh. o- over the night, and he actually changed his Twitter handle. So you know, now was he an official at the time? I don't think so. No, th- he wasn't he official wasn't. in this game. This that game when I looked it up, it was like it was a Carl Hess crew. Right, was, right. No, but I was wondering if he was an official he was, at all. I don't know the answer to that. You know, if he's living a completely different life, it's fine. But on the other hand, you probably shouldn't have that yeah. stuff up as a yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the second yeah, you become an official, that should probably get taken down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we should also point out, you know, the the Vegas line was UVA minus six which they never held a six-point lead on us until literally the the closing seconds of overtime when they mysteriously covered minus seven. So, you know, is that is that something? I don't know. I don't really buy into the uh, betting conspiracies because it's just there's so much stuff that the refs can't control that, you know, it just seems a little silly to me. They can, You know, they can't make UVA miss a billion free throws yeah. or miss a billion threes or miss a bunch of layups too. Yeah, I mean, it was not a good game. You know, neither team played well, really. Um, we we Never played is really we well. Play UVA. No, it's not. Um, but they were, they were like atypically kind of bad on some of the fundamental stuff that they're usually pretty really bad from the free throw up. line. Nine, um, of, nine of twenty-two from the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're I mean, nine nine of twenty-three from three. So right, you know, yeah. you would think you just look at that alone. We crush them on the boards. We shoot mm-hmm. the ball well. Um, again, it's the turnovers. The same yep. thing as Miami. Twenty-one against Miami. Twenty-two against um, UVA. And I think so. If we back up, and now that we've talked about the call, now we can go back and look at this. Is it's just such a winnable game for us. Now I didn't expect to win this game. Really, you know, we talked on the pod last week. Um, you know, we all kind of floated on that one and one thing. The Miami game was kind of a, a 
quote unquote scheduled loss coming off that huge Carolina game. This one with five days of prep, we show up, we're in a we're in a very winnable game. We kind of get screwed at the end, but the turnovers, that's I mean, 22 turnovers, you know, not all of them are live ball, but you look at it and you're like, man, that's 20 extra possessions that we could get a shot up. And we're shooting well. So you gotta think, you know, if we have 15 turnovers, we we might win by double digits. Yeah. Seriously, you know, I mean, um, and I think to me, when I was looking at it, I talked about Filipowski and let's kind of talk about him for a minute here. Um, I don't want to rag on him too hard because he's been a warrior for us. You know, you could tell that he took it pretty hard. He knows he didn't play well, um, but I'm also not in the business of participation trophy. So let's just call it like it is and, and be frank with it. Oh, for six from the four, five turnovers. But to me, it was the way the turnovers were committed. And so when you're catching in that short post and you're turning against a double, that's what Virginia wants you to do. If you watch Virginia, that's that's their defense, right? They're doubling, they're doubling the post and they're blitzing those lanes when you go to pass it. And I think he, I know he had two in a row. It might have been three straight, where it's just those cross court cross court passes are getting blitzed. And you know, if this was a short turnaround, I give him a little more leeway. But I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, either we didn't game plan for that in five days, either he didn't follow the game plan, or something happened because we. I don't really know how to explain that, you know, because that's just what Virginia does so well. So for y'all, is this a flip kind of mental thing? Is this kind of on John to have to reel him in a little bit, a little bit of both? What do you think here? Should I go to you first? Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like we had five days to prepare for this. Um, as you said, Virginia always doubles post to post. Uh, it's like the Carolina when they, they're going to come and trap you. Um, you know, right, right when you pass half court, you just got to know that's coming. Um, they've been doing it for Carolina's been doing that for 50 years. Virginia's been doing this for as long as Bennett's been the coach. So if we didn't prepare for it, then <laughs> that brings up a whole other set of questions. Um, and then did Flip just panic in the moment because it's, you know, look, that's at UVA. That's a raucous crowd. Obvi- you know, obviously, um, it's always tough to play there. And every game that we play with UVA, no matter if it's home or away, is it's going to come down to just a couple points, you know. Um, so it's hard to say if it's on if it's on the the staff or if it's on more of flip. But you're right. I think it was what three possessions where he got doubled in the paint, tried to throw a cross court once to Mark that threw it over his head. Uh, the next one tried to throw the roach that just went, you know, Beekman, I think it was, picked it off like a safety. Um so it's it's tough to say. I didn't understand the way we were using him just in general. I mean, we've complained about it all year, but I thought this game kind of really exemplified it. When Flip catches in deep, he's really effective. When he drives from the perimeter, if he's scoring more than like 0.5 points per possession, I'd be shocked. When you mm. add up all the turnovers, all the yeah. missed shots, you know, dribbling off his leg, whatever, uh, offensive fouls. Um, so against a defense like this, I just, it didn't make any sense to me. Like I wanted to see something more like the way he was playing against, uh, you know, Georgia Tech or Pitt or some of the better games he's had. Yeah. Um, and really and maybe are- they were shutting some of that down. You know, it's, it's sure. hard to say. Like I'm sure they scouted all that stuff well, but it, it just, it was the same thing repeated over and over and over again with the same result. Yeah. Um, and I, let's talk about the just front court in general there. Um, cause I want something you, you hit on. I want to talk about specifically, but just one last thing for flip here. You know, 
Mark wasn't great. You know, he has a negative box plus minus with one. Um, Flip's almost minus 18. Those are the only two guys on, on our four that were, you know, had a minus for us, whereas Virginia has four guys um, with a negative box plus minus. So if we just get a, a bad game from Flip, we probably win, right? If we get a really bad game, we probably win. We happen to get the worst game of his. Um, and, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. But, you know, I thought our collectively our entire front court just wasn't great. Um, you know, obviously we, we just talked about flip, you know, Derek doesn't play a ton. He plays 11 minutes. Um, foul trouble started to get to him a little bit. Mitchell has eight rebounds, but, you know, he had some turnovers of his own and he was missing a lot of the rotations. Our entire bigs were missing rotations. Young comes in, you know, he, he get, plays 30 minutes, basically 28, uh, has six points, 11 rebounds, three assists. He was doing some good things on there, but then they were just attacking him over and like relentlessly there. If he dropped too far, um, I think it was Gardner and the other guy were just hitting those kind of just pull up, just easy money twos. Um, if he Clark, stayed up, Clark, yeah, yeah Clark, Clark and Franklin for sure yeah. were just were cooking. Franklin was, got a, bunch had a of- tremendous game. Some and like three or four and ones on them too. Luckily, yeah, that they just was missed the free throws. That was my biggest complaint was that he was yeah. uh, fouling on a lot of those and just exacerbating the situation. And, you know, yeah. granted, they like uh, like you said, they missed a bunch of the free throws, but yeah, I mean, Young's game to me was both good and bad because Young was in when we went on our first half run to push it up like five or seven points or whatever we were up by, and Young was also in when we uh, push it up by five in the second half. So clearly he was doing some good stuff, but then especially uh, in the last 10 minutes or so is when they just started going at him relentlessly. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought you you said you talked about Tony kind of or, you know, Tony Bennett, like game planning for our bigs. And honestly, I am UVA has become Maryland for me in the early 2000s of like how much I just like that's kind of like UVA is creeping into that territory for me now um, just because we've played so many good games against each other. Um, I thought Bennett game plan for our big men the best that we've played against this year. He had those guys out of the lane. We have two blocks. Virginia shoots 60% from two. Um, a lot of them like once they got past the initial guard, there's nothing there and guys are just looking around like where's the help? Who's coming down? We weren't rotating. Um, you know, I thought he really opened up that paint area for his guards to be able to operate in a way that I haven't really seen too many other teams be able to do like that intentionally with our big men. Now, Miami just blitzed us. State has blitzed us, um, but not really from that sort of game planning level. Those kind of seemed more of just we didn't show up to compete level. Right. Um, this one was a, a coaching thing. So, you know, credit to him for being able to do that. That had uh, to be the most uh, backdoor cuts we've allowed. In a for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, and they were doing... Um, like I said, it was a lot of misdirection where you're, you're, you're thinking they're going with a with a you know dribble handoff up top, but all of a sudden you know, there's a guy coming around on the baseline and they're they're passing it off up top and then whipping it down the baseline. He's getting an easy dunk. Yeah, very similar to what we do on offense. A lot right. of those like how we run kind of those stack screens and some of those Spain pick and rolls to free up those cutters to the bigs. That's kind of what they were doing. Um now they were using some elevator stuff and some different actions to get there. But it was just they were running staggered screen sets. Uh and we just weren't rotating. I don't know if that's a communication thing. Um you know, obviously with Lively not being out there that long, you're not going to have the ability to just compensate when you do miss those rotations like you do with him. Uh, but, you know, it's a tough game, tough loss. Um, well, the, 
we didn't bring up the the eight minute you know scoring drought, which has been yeah, that's the nag, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, an obvious Our thing. Achilles heel, yeah. yeah, and that's huge, right? Because obviously the final play calls there, but we're we're up fifty one to forty six uh, with about what nine or ten minutes left to go. We're nine thirteen kind of in yeah. control, and then from there you fast forward seven and a half minutes, and now it's fifty eight fifty three Virginia. So you're up five, and then you let them go on a twelve two run. That sucks. And now, despite that, we're we're still in a position to win the game. Should have won, or at least had free throws to win it. But you look at that eight minute drought right there. Um, that's tough. Yeah, that's I've, tough. I've, I actually broke down the possessions in that. So with nine minutes and thirteen seconds, that's when Flip hit, or not Flip. I'm sorry, Dariq hit that that layup. Um, and we didn't even talk about his own personal like ten zero run that he he put on. And yeah, that's you know, what put minutes. us up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Run. Yeah. Um. So nine thirteen, uh, Dorit gets the layup. We don't score another field goal again to until uh, Jeremy hits kind of that run and layup with a minute uh, thirty one. But there was eleven possessions, and then that eleven possessions in that time, we had four turnovers, which two of them were shot clock violations. I think both of those times Flip had the ball. Um, four of them were were missed threes. Uh, Jake missed two. Jeremy missed one. Mark missed one, probably the cleanest look he's had in a couple games. Um, we had two missed layups and a, and a missed jumper in that time. So the, the four turnovers stick out a lot to me, you know, and like I said, uh, your final 11 possessions down the stretch to have almost half of them be turnovers against UVA. That's normally yeah. not going to end well for you. No, it's not going to end well at all. I mean, you know, obviously Whitehead was great. He comes back, he plays 25 minutes, he has 10 points, four rebounds, only one turnover. Um, now, a few of the two of those shots kind of he got a, a very fortunate roll or bounce on. Um, but those two threes he hit back to back were just monster shots. I mean, just huge shots. And really, when you look at it, just the entire backcourt was phenomenal. I mean, uh-huh. the four guards that we played all scored four double figures. They're the only guys that we had to score double figures. I mean, Derek has 10, Grandison has 11, Proctor has 14, Roach has 16. And then it, that's basically it, right? I mean, that's it's well, 11 you points combined. You remember in our pregame, I mentioned, you know, and of course this was not news to you guys, but, uh, you know, how Virginia kind of sells out the three-point line in order to defend the middle and how if we were going to win, it was going to be making threes. And I think you kind of saw evidence of that. Like we easily could have won. And if we had, it would have been our three-point shooting. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been how we were able to stay in it despite the turnovers. It was just ability to hit and take and make threes. A lot of them Um, were really open. Yeah. 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 Uh, Especially early. When we went yeah. up like seventeen to eleven Tyrese, or whatever, Tyrese was hitting them. In he the hits first two, half. Roach yeah. hits two. Um, you know, every time, points, every time we would penetrate, they collapse. Yeah, and then there's going to be somebody open. Yeah, um, and Roach was just—I don't—we haven't pointed out, but Roach was on fire from the start. I think he—he—he he, he was outscoring them by himself, like twelve to nine, right out of the gate. You know, um, but then he only finishes, you know, obviously with sixteen points. So, really four points over the last, you know, 35 minutes of the game. That's tough right there yeah. to have 12 points, the first eight minutes and to finish with 16. And, and it's not, not like that he just, he just went, went cold. cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that would have been understandable, right? If he's just, you know, he's feeling it and then he's not, but he only, he finishes, but he only takes 11 shots. I feel like how many times has he done this though? Like, didn't he have a, he had like a 17 or 18 point first half uh, a couple months back and then finished with like 21. 
Yeah, yeah. That was like what two games ago? I guess way. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. So I mean, yeah, two months, months ago, ago. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I've been the president the last like ten years. Like yeah. losing hair, going gray. This. Yeah. How, uh, how quickly a week and a half changes things. Um, and he's that's kind of been his mo really lately is just uber aggressive to start kind of set a tone and then it's like all right let's get some guys going let's get things involved but then he's kind of had that ability to to kind of hit the gear again um wasn't the case this time you know and another thing that's 10 turnovers now for roach in these last two games too that's concerning you know from your your junior guard there um yeah tough loss man tough loss um yeah, I you mean, know. to come back to your point, it's just frustrating because when you look at how we played offensively, I mean, you wouldn't know it by the 58 points that we scored in regulation, but the shooting was great, you know, both from three and from the field was solid too, especially against, you know, UVA's defense might not be what it was a few years ago, but it's still a good defense. Yeah, so kind of it just feels like a squandered opportunity and not squandered by us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we shot well enough to win for sure. I thought, um, you know, it's uh, that the turnovers killed us. I mean, you lose that many possessions in a game that doesn't have a ton, and you're just hurting yourself. Um, it's just it's season altering, you know. It's it is, and it's you know nothing the ACC can say can undo that. It's like I'm not saying that the season's over or anything, but it's just such a dramatic swing based on one call. Yeah. I know because you you win that game and you give yourself a ton of breathing room, just a ton of breathing room. Um, now we're in a position where you know you got six left and we need to do some damage. We need to do some damage, um, especially at home. You know you got we need to really take these four at home and then see what happens on the road. But well, um, that's the good news, right? I think uh, of our six games left, we have what just uh, Syracuse and Carolina on the road. Is there one more on the road? I think so. That's a two. Yeah, it's only two. Got four so at home. Four at home and two on two on the road. Yeah. 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 And it wouldn't shock me if we lost at Syracuse, but that's a very winnable game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're favored to win by one, but. So you say there's six games left? Yep. So yeah, I think we could win five of six. It's not impossible. Yeah. Um, definitely got to win four or six. I right. think, you know, you got to win four or six. Um, We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, luckily, I mean, one of one of those is Louisville, one of them is Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, both of those are at home. Though, kind of would have been nice to maybe swap some of that yeah, the earlier part of the schedule. At home and Louisville on the road. Yeah, or just you know, give me Virginia at home, and we'll go to Louisville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. do you know what you do? You happen to know what Syracuse is in the net? Uh, they're uh, 88th on Ken Palm. I know that. Okay. I'm just curious because um, it would be interesting to know like what that would count as in terms of a quad win. Um, I can tell you. Hold on. Yeah, if you want to look that up. I got that there. up. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I know we didn't talk a whole lot about the Miami game just because of the, I feel like the Virginia game just, it, it's it's just so fresh for us. But then it's also just the, the Miami, there's not a whole lot to talk about. You, we don't show up. We get blitzed. It was a revenge game for Miami, and you could tell very early on that their guards were just ready to go. You know, they were just hitting whatever they wanted. Their big guy hits a three to start the game, and right then I was kind of like, "Yep, this is going to be that." You know, Wuga's coming up and just in transition, pulling up from like 28, 30 feet, and just burying it. Proctor has his probably worst game. He was pretty bad. Turnovers were everywhere. Um, I guess, you know, and you said it offline, so we should at least kind of lively was good against Miami. I think he had like 11, six and five. So, you know, he was still solid. 
didn't carry over to Virginia. Um, yeah, it sucks because it's like this was a step back for him, you know. Um, and yeah, I know Virginia is a hard team to play against if you're a big man. And it, so maybe Shire kind of saw that in the way he was playing. But, you know, he'd had a run of, what, six, seven games there where he's great. Yeah. I mean, five blocks in 28 minutes after coming off an eight-block game, that's just sensational. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, we get a chance to right the ship a little bit. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. We got Notre Dame coming into Cameron, who's lost what seven of their last eight, I think. They're on a three game losing streak, but that's this is their like fourth three game losing streak. Yeah. I mean, one of those games they lost at Georgia Tech. That's uh it's probably not a good sign for you when you when you lose into Georgia Tech because they're not very good this year. And they're abysmal defensively too. 312th on Ken Palm. Yeah. But this will be, I think, the worst defensive team we've played. I mean, maybe that there was one really terrible cupcake we played at the beginning of the year that was one of the like worst Division One schools. So maybe them. But apart from that, uh, you know, that's just pretty atrocious. They they don't really, you know, they're okay on offense, but nothing enough to make up for their defense. Um, they do have a big man who can stretch the floor a little bit. But apart from that, there's nothing that really concerns me. You know, they don't really have size, words. really. Yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, famous last words. But you know, they don't have one guy six ten on the roster. So, right, and it's not like they're that they're, they're so good offensively that they're just going to spread us out and light us up. Which has been, you know, back during Bray's heyday, that was how they'd always beat us. But yeah, yeah, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, you know, our bigs should have a nice bounce back game. I think. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. You know, hopefully I, I the see. offense in general. Yeah. All right, well, let's pivot a little bit. Talk about Syracuse. So did you look up the net stuff? Shoot. Yeah, they're ninety eight, so that'd be a Q two. That's that's quad two. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Kimpon's projecting a one point Duke win right now, so that <laughs> probably doesn't make you feel mm. too great about it. Um, offensively, they're not terrible. Um, you know, they they do some things pretty well, but. You know, they dropped three straight there for a minute to Carolina, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Nothing kind of really wrong about losing those three. They kind of bounced back. They beat Boston College. They beat Florida State. Did they really lose to Carolina, though? Yeah, that's, you know, the free throws thing. You know, I guess uh, you can talk to Hubert about that. But um, So they play State before they play us. So they'll play State Tuesday and then before we go up there. um, Big environment, you know, another road game for us. So... You know, I guess uh, we'll we'll play this game one more time. What are we looking at here for this week? So we got Notre Dame coming to Cameron before we go on the road to Syracuse. Roll what you got? Two and oh, one and oh, or one and one, oh and two. How you see it? Um, maybe this is just me just clinging to hope, but I'm gonna go two and oh. Um, I think we bounce back just because, you know, this was such a tough loss and you could tell the players like really wanted it, especially Roach. Um you know, I, I don't think we'll struggle with Notre Dame at all. What are we favored by 14 or something like that? Yeah. Um, the Syracuse one does worry me simply because of their zone. And we saw earlier in the year. Now, of course, that was months ago. Uh, we saw when we played Oregon State, they threw in a zone and they really screwed us up. But on the other hand, we've seen ourselves kind of play just as poorly against man. So, you know, maybe that had less to do with the zone and more to do with just that particular game. But yeah, so that one worries me a little bit. You know, Syracuse is always a tough place to play. But I think we can pull them out. I think we know we need to finish strong. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and they've got some pretty decent decent players. Um, but I think the the head of the snake here that most people are familiar with is going to be Joe Girard. You know, he seems like he's been there forever. Um, dude's taken almost 200 threes this year and he's shooting him at a 38% clip and he's got a green light, just the, the whole green light. Uh, it's no caution. It never changes. It's not flashing. It's green. So that's a guy we got to be keyed in on. We got to be locked in on. He's six, one, one ninety. So it's, you know, we could throw some size on him at that spot. I would kind of expect to either see kind of Proctor or Roach on him to start the game. Um, you know, they got another guy. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that as well. Um, if you really want to put length. Yeah. I mean, he's moved right into the buddy Bayheim spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's green light all the time. Except for buddy was what, like buddy was almost six, 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 seven, six, eight, even, but he was a pretty big kid. Um, Yeah. I don't know if he was that quite, but he was definitely big and, and buddy had a little more, kind of like off the bounce stuff to his game. Now maybe Gerard has kind of developed that, but he he's, you know, um, he shoots a lot of threes, right? That's what he's going to do. So, and he was kind uh, of a, he was kind of a marquee recruit, wasn't he? I oh, mean, yeah, we, Syracuse standards. We were, we were, we were, him. we recruited yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, like the New York all time leading scorer or something. He was averaging like 40 something points again, 40 or 50. Right. And that's what I was going to say. I think he was kind of ranked in that, um, like Joey Isn't, Baker kind of range, yeah. you know, 40s or 50s 40s, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, just under, you know, just a little, and and not, not un, uh, alarmingly unathletic, but you know, yeah, he's not going to wow you with any of his athleticism, but right, um, you know, for me, a couple of weeks ago, I was worried about the Syracuse game. We hadn't been shooting the ball well. That that trend has started to kind of you know turn around. Yeah. We've our three point shooting has been a lot better since that that Miami game. You know, it's, it's what can we do with the zone? Do, do we put Flip in the middle and let him kind of operate there, um, making hopefully good decisions? You know, they got they got a big shot blocker in the middle. Um, was it Jesse? Was it Edwards? Is that his last Edwards, name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so they've got athletes obviously in that zone. They're long, so um, it's all going to come down to you know taking care of the ball and hopefully shooting well. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah. Uh, is a great shop blocker and rebounder. So that's somebody to kind of concern ourselves with a little bit. Yeah. F- flip in the middle of the zone. It's like, I guess it's our best option, but he hasn't really shown the passing acumen that you'd really want. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to put young in the middle yeah. of the zone because you kind of want him closer to the basket, but he's going to be the best guy operating out of that area. I would think maybe lively. I mean, does yeah. Mitchell Mitchell hits free throws, but does he shoot like a mid range? I don't know if I really want him. He hit that hit that nice the other night. Yeah, he hit that nice mid range pull up the other night. He's also nothing special as a passer either. Like I, I would say, Mitchell's one of our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I like yeah, the I idea of Whitehead there. Um, Good idea. You know, yeah. I really like to surround the floor with some shooters there, and with Dorit coming back, that's we can do that. We could really put five on this floor if we wanted to. If we wanted to play a flip at the five. Uh, I don't think we'll do that. I think we'll still try to rebound and, and kind of crash the offensive glass. But um, Derek's a guy that could really kind of, if he's if he plays controlled, they could do a lot of good things in the middle of that zone. We'll see. Um, but she won't let you off the hook yet. So what do you got for the week? One and one, two and zero, oh, oh and two. I'm gonna go two and zero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn to be the guy, huh? So I'll go one and one. Um, and it's just it's really something to me to where. I think I'm almost at the spot where I'm just not going to project us to win a road game until we just can win one against a decent opponent. Um, now we should have got that one against Virginia. I hear you on that, but 
I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough game. We haven't That's really what I'm seen. Going to the, yeah. I think I think they're just hey, maybe maybe so. Know. I hope so. I hope so. But that zone can really just throw you out off to and playing in a dome. Um, you know, we have seen a zone a little bit. You mentioned the Oregon State going to it, and we played really really bad against that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I do think we we've shot well enough lately to where if we do that again. I think we we can outshoot the zone. However, we've been shooting that well around the 21 to 23 attempts mark. And if Syracuse, if we push that to 35, does our efficiency go with it? Or does it, do we still only make nine? Nine of 23 versus nine of 35 is going to be a much different outcome. Um, well, we should be able to get some extra shots. I was going to say, know, how, do, how well do so. we offensive rebound out of the zone? You know, do we get lively in there? Um you know, mixing it up with, with Jesse and just getting some. It could be a great game for Lively too. You know, it's so. a, the zone is a dunker spot kind of dream. Um, and mm-hmm. so if we put him there and we get a guy in the middle that can just give him that lob. And if they deny that, just make that, make that free throw line jumper. It's going to be there for you. All well, night. you remember they couldn't handle us at all last year because of having Williams in the dunker spot and Paolo being able to pass out of the middle. Yeah. So I think we should kind of explore a similar formula if we can. Yeah, and Paolo just kind of really right. dominated them um, from that spot. You know, I mean, he, I think, again, now I don't think he like scoring wise, he had a ton, but I think he, like last time we played him, I just looked at it, he has 15, 10, four assists. Um, both of these games are pretty much blowouts. And then in the other one, he has 21 points and nine assists. So, yeah, that's the one I remember. You know, um, he was kind of doing whatever he wanted to. We, we had 97 on those boys last year. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, hopefully I'm wrong and it is a two. And I just feel like I've been a little bit more on the optimistic side and now I'm starting to kind of just feel the grind of the season a little bit. And maybe it's just this Virginia game has just kind of deflated me in a way that I hope it doesn't deflate the guys. But Well, we can't all pick 2-0, and o, right? I mean, right. Josh did say he thought we might be able to get Miami, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of <laughs> w- wish because I couldn't see us really going on the road to Virginia and, and winning that one. So I was really hoping that we could kind of still win at Miami, but it's just uh, we couldn't overcome the emotions of that. I, I will say that, okay, the Miami game notwithstanding, we've played better in road games recently than we were earlier in the year. Clemson, we could have won that game. Virginia Tech, we could have won that game. Virginia, we could have won that game. So that's three right there that could easily be flipped into wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because nobody Two cares were, about that, right? You know, <laughs> you know, Two of them were controversial too. You right. know, I mean the obviously the throat punch and and then the the last one, but yeah, yeah. Well, if it's any consolation though, it's like we also could have more losses. You know, we could have lost that BC game. We could have lost the Oregon State game. So True. You know, I think it kind of maybe hopefully all evens out in the end, but it's just tough when we've had these chances to kind of get some marquee road wins and just haven't quite been able to get over that hump. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's the tough one. And hopefully it's motivation and we can kind of come back and write the ship. You know, I, I do expect us to come out pretty hungry and covering that against Notre Dame, though. I would expect that to really be be locked in. Anything else from you all that we need to Need to hit on. Looks like Kansas City just won. So Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, Mahomes got a second one. But anything else Duke related? No. I mean, I could rant about Virginia for another 20 minutes. There's so <laughs> many things that were annoying me. I was doing a rewatch before we got on this pod, but I don't want to go into all that. 
you know, it is frustrating, um, you know, because they're probably going to win the ACC again now. And I thought that was one that we should have we should have gave them an L on. But are they tied with Pitt at this point? Uh, they have three losses, but just look at their schedule. Their next three are right. Louisville, Notre Dame, Boston College. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't and know. Then, what, I don't want know what pits are, but they're probably harder than that. They've got to yeah. be. <laughs> they they do play on the road at Unless Carolina they got Louisville twice. So. Yeah, exactly. Unless yeah. it's just Louisville three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Virginia does have Louisville twice in their last five, six games. That's ridiculous. So, you know, um, and we're figure. we're the team with a uh, seven quad one road game somehow. Yes, yeah. it always it never fails, man. Never fails. Yeah, it's tough, but you know, well, I hate we'll, this. Yeah, we'll, can we bring it back to the round robin, man? Like, mm. get some of these teams out of here, and let's just play everybody twice. Yeah, you know, and, and Ken Palm's still pretty hot, still kind of favoring us a little bit here down the stretch. So, I mean, you know, we're he's he's projecting us to finish twelve and eight in conference. Um, you know that that seems pretty fair. We're only going to be. F- projected to lose the North Carolina game. So I guess he's just going to say we're going to drop one of those other ones in there somewhere as well. But um, yeah, yeah. the Syracuse one, he's got what a one, two point win. It's a one point there. Um, it's four points state. against state five yeah. against Virginia tech. So, you know, um, some, some more close games. It looks like in our future. So we'll, I feel pretty we'll good about do. those home rematches though, against Virginia tech and state. And we're relatively healthy now, so yeah. we'll kind of see what that looks like over these final kind of three or four weeks of the season. Um, well, we didn't even mention that Whitehead, in addition to playing great in this game, he played great against Virginia Tech, which was technically his last game. Yeah. So better. maybe there's some positive momentum there. Yeah. What, I didn't look back on the stats. What he had, he had like 10 points in that one, too, didn't he? Because I know he hit yeah. two threes, and then he hit that uh, – I think he hit one. Did he hit one that was on the line? And then I know he had a pull-up, so – um yeah so. yeah he i think he had 10 on like efficient shooting yep yep yeah um no so that would be nice to see to at least kind of get him back in there get acclimated like to see lively kind of get back to doing what he was doing um obviously we want to see flip kind of bounce back from that which you really can only go up from here from after that one so you know time to write the ship a little bit and it's crunch time you know this is kind of it we're in the 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 final kind of leg here of this race and see where it goes, you know, see where it takes us. And hopefully we're not done. Turning times around the corner. Yep. Yep. So gearing up for that and, you know, hopefully we can finish strong, but in the meantime, you know, rate, review, subscribe, follow us at the, the devil's den.com email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, it sucks to go into, but we'll, we'll try to keep the faces strong in the verify. Go do. (laughs) 